What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Raw Monstros Podcast. I know it's been a minute. You know, sometimes you just got to take a break. But I am your host, Vegan D. And tonight I got two special guests, Britt and Bree. Y'all say what's up to the people. Hello, it is Brittany here. And it's Brianna. Nice to meet you guys. All right, now. So you know how we get down on the Raw Monstros Podcast. Um, It's been a while, but I hope that y'all are still rocking with me. Remember, the purpose of this is that if I can give anybody a little bit of advice or you can take anything from what I'm saying, I appreciate that. That does something for me. And I hope what I'm doing does something for you. So in the beginning, you know, we always start with our breathing exercise. We take one deep breath in and then push that breath out. And when we take that breath in, we're inhaling all the positive and manifestations that we want to create and good energy and we're exhaling anything that we may have doubt about something that may have happened last week anything that we don't need we're just letting that go oh i like that all right all right so close your eyes however you want to do it i close my eyes personally but it's not going to do it's very relaxing all So you know why we do the deep breath. We do that to release everything. So I hope that you release what you didn't need. And I hope that you pulled in what you need to start this beautiful and great week off. So how y'all feeling tonight, ladies? Talk to me. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm ready for this. I think I was waiting for this the entire night. So I'm actually excited about this portion of the night. Uh, what about you, Raina? I'm good. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, cool. Good at these things, so we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, shit, I wasn't good at this in the beginning, so you know, it might come natural to you once you warm up to it. So, did y'all listen to the podcast a little bit? You don't have to say the whole thing, but maybe just a little bit. I did, I listened to um, a bit of your podcast. I don't know if it had to do with loving or just like past traumas. But I did have a moment to listen to it. Um, not in totality, but you know, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was soothing and relaxing. I can definitely see how it helps other people. I think the overall, like, I kind of feel for what it was about. Um, All right, so. Tonight, I want to, I normally have a topic, but tonight I'm just going to freestyle it. I'm just going to like say what's on my mind. We're just going to have a conversation about it and wherever it takes us, that's where we're going to go. Cause that's the, that's the moment and that's the place that we were supposed to be at. Speaking of that, let's talk about the place that we're at right now. Mentally, <laughs> mentally with, let's talk about, I'll go ahead and spark it off. Right. So. The reason why I took a break from doing this for a while is because I have to focus on my mental health first. So that meant figuring things out and how things work. And then sometimes in the moment of you doing something that you found the passion for, you you hit a you hit a brick wall. So then you got to figure out how to get past it. You know, it, it was a mental block. And now I feel like I'm back in that place. I'm right where I'm supposed to be doing the podcast, giving 
gems and jewels to other people and stuff like that. So I guess we can talk tonight about experiences where you hit a roadblock and how you kind of got around it. So I'm gonna let my guests go first. They maybe explain the experience or maybe some game on how to get past different roadblocks. And then I'll go ahead and share my story afterwards. <laughs> you wanna go first? Oh my God, I feel like I'm such a pessimist. So I don't necessarily know if I want to go first. <laughs> share, <your truth. laughs> share my truth. <sighs> okay, so I guess I'm at a place mentally where I don't necessarily feel like uh, there's anything that I can do specifically that will get me out of my rock in a hard place. I think I just have to let this time period pass. And I'm at a point where I feel like I have done every opportunity that I have thought of especially not having guidance from other people or proper advice from other people. I'm kind of stuck going off of my own advice. So I would say that I'm just waiting for this time period to pass, waiting for the night to pass, waiting for it to be day again. And I, I feel like there's truth in that. I feel like that's the reality of things not all the time you can be motivated and not all the time you can push through and you can maybe you just need to change perspective sometimes you need to go through what you're going through in order to learn certain lessons that otherwise you would have never learned but there's no getting out of it and i think that's where i'm at right now because trust me i have tried i have looked at different angles um advice that I have received it's kind of like either the same old advice or advice that it's just not helpful and so you ever had the advice from somebody that's like you've already told yourself but you expect a different answer or yes I have definitely reached out to people I'm like you know I've already scolded myself and you know went down that road of giving myself advice and it sometimes it's better than what people suggest to me uh and then I, I, that was one of the things that I really took into accountability. It's kind of like, I have to parent myself. I'm at the age where I have to be my mom and my dad. And I have to think about what a good parent would want me to do in each situation. And that's one of the things that has really helped me so far. Because everything else just doesn't work. So I think about it from that perspective. Like if I had a good mother growing up, what would she say? What would she do? And I envision her being loving. I envision her being nurturing. And I would go based off of that. And then I would say, okay, well, what would a good father do? And he would be stern. And he would tell me to suck it up, but think smartly about my certain decisions that I would make. And so I would try to go based off of that. Um, and that has been helpful. But like I said, some things you just have to ride straight through. Like there's no getting over it. There's no getting around it. Um, and that's where I found myself lately. Is it? Anybody chime in? <laughs> It'd be great. No, I definitely um, are. <laughs> so, Mozzie said this line, never run from your problems and you don't handle So, when I think about how I was as a young man, like my struggles and stuff like that 
I would try to run from it first. Mm-hmm. That would be my absolute thing to be a track star from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. But I realized it was just easier to face it, deal with it, and mm-hmm. get over it. Yeah. And that made the pain go away so much easier because, like, sometimes. Is it easier or is it that the fact that you went head on made it faster? I think. <laughs> like, I think. Major, that, I think major it made consequences. The, I think a it made. Yeah, it made it. I guess that's what I mean by it made the pain a little bit easier. Like, because you knew you was going to go through something. But, like, when you run from it, it makes the problem or the issue even stronger in certain I would disagree. I would feel like running from it and avoiding it is almost like a therapeutic, um, almost as if it's exalting it from that moment. Like you're able to find distractions. So you're not thinking about it as much. You're not worried about it as much. It's still looming. But the fact that you're not having to deal with it head on, you can almost continue to push it further into the future instead of dealing with but it it's right also, now. it's also like a lot. It's almost like telling one lie to somebody and you have to cover up another lie on another lie. Right, but you're not facing it in that moment. Like, you're not facing the consequences of but that. But some situations specific. can make it work. Some situations, their consequence, when you finally do tell the truth, it does get worse. Yes, but that's when everything catches up to you. Not Which necessarily. It does. But we're talking about when you're running from it. It makes it soothe what's actually, what's coming to you. We're not talking about once you finally confront it because then you're finally facing it. But I think when you run from it and you put all these distractions, which is why people do it. Otherwise they wouldn't. If they had, if if the distractions would have the same consequences as facing it, I doubt more people would distract themselves, whether it be drugs, sexual partners, um, going out. It's, I think it's just, that's just easier than facing it head on. So like, uh, basically like a kind of like a getaway from actually running into the problem yes and i do that all the time and you're in a sense it's it's called being in limbo when you have choices that are up in the air Mm -hmm. and it almost exalts you from any responsibility and although it sucks being in limbo it's almost as if it's an excuse for you because you don't have to deal with proper consequences although when you get older and when you deal with more of these consequences you realize that that is the best route to go um, but it sucks <laughs> it sucks and you and I found myself not knowing how long it's gonna suck like I know when I was younger and I was like oh my god this sucks but it would only last for like a week if that you know that's like my longest suck time as a teenager but as I get older it turns into months and then it's like years and like it's been like a year of like complete like suckiness and it's like okay well when is this gonna end? I think like from personal experience like at least with me like there's only so much that I can run from an issue because like the, the people that I was around a lot that I was raising especially like my dad my dad found thought I did some shit and I didn't want to tell him all the grip because I didn't I was afraid of the consequences and stuff like that but I held it for so long it got bad like he didn't got to put his hands on me. It's just mm-hmm. like Are that's why I said that's why the, the the pain of what he can like what he can inflict on me with his words. Not even mm. his so not like so are you saying the guilt of knowing what your father can do or you just had that fear and that is what made you want to face it? The so fear the fear made me like it made me run, but I couldn't run long. Like 
I remember one time I got six minutes from school for three days, mm-hmm. and my plan was to ride the bus and the train all day until it was time to go home. Uh-huh. And just said I went home early. But after the second day of being suspended, not having nowhere to really go and tired That's of riding the I'm bus <laughs> and tired of riding the bus and stuff, I eventually just told my dad, hey, daddy, I got suspended from school for fun. Mm-hmm. He was just like, boy, you should have just told me. I told you to stay out of trouble. You just got back from being suspended, blah, blah, blah. And I, w- I was like, damn, I should have just told him. I mean, I could have just been here sleeping. I'm sitting here in malls and getting looked at. I got mm-hmm. a book bag on like I'm supposed yeah. to be in school. I could get arrested and shit. Okay, but I feel like as an adult, so there, there's different consequences because there's no one really holding you to a certain standard when you're an adult. Like that's you. So if you want to run from your problems as long as you can, you you can. Right. Because nobody else is holding you accountable. So I feel like it's different as an adult than an adolescent. Um, as an adult, I'm sorry, I can run from my problems all day long and pretend. But it's a little bit harder when you're an adult because like, when you run away from your problems as an adult, you it's like they may run into one of your responsibilities as well. I agree with that. That's that's what I'm saying. So like you can you can run. You can run as much as you want to. Mm. But when it hits your responsibilities, like your income or your bills or your mental state or your relationship and stuff like that, that's where like the problem will come into play. But it's it depends on how delusional you are. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm being real. If you're delusional then you're going to make an excuse or you're going to say it's not because of this, but it's because of that. And therefore you can continue to be now now the whole point of this is to be responsible and accountable at all times. But if you're in a state where you're running from your problems, then obviously you're not accountable. Right. So when something hits your responsibilities as far as bills or a person that you care about, obviously you're gonna be delusional about the situation. And I'm sorry, it's easier to be delusional about a situation than facing it head on and taking accountability. If it wasn't, then more people would do it. What about, what do you think, Brianna? Speak it up for this. Okay. Um, so I literally grew up in a state being Pisces in mm-hmm. delusion. Fairy tale land. Mm-hmm. I sheltered myself entirely from so many things. And even as an adult, I see the shelter come back into place when it comes to things that are fine. You use a very peculiar word. Like you're using the word shelter. Shelter. And you're saying, and shelter is supposed to mean protection. No, it's protection. No, I understand that. Yeah. But I'm saying, where are you better off? You know, so I did it for a reason. So shelter, it was definitely a form of protection and I grew up doing it. I grew up protecting myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it's because I realized early on that the world was not what I wanted it to be. But as an adult trying to work through hard times and trying to get past that childhood state where I would protect myself and see things more clearly, seeing things that are not exactly butterflies and rainbows and it's never going to be Luckily for me, I've always been someone who's very optimistic, so I see life in a very kind of positive way all the time. So when I'm facing hard times, I can always kind of see the light at the end of the time. And I'm worried one day that I won't be able to because life is not easy. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy. And 
by shelter yourself? Like what would, what would define that? What does that look like? It looks like a wall. It looks like blocking people out. It looks like making myself the priority So, how I get through rough and difficult times has always been sheltering myself and protecting myself. And as an adult, it's kind of turns into the same thing. I'm sheltering my protection. And is that like a way of you running from your responsibilities? Yeah, just... yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And as an adult, you run away from your responsibilities. Right. I feel like it's easier. But you, the thing is, with an adult, you're going to run back into it. Yeah, I mean, back into your responsibility. Right. You and I think where I'm coming from is that if you are in a sense of delusion, you're going to keep running. You're going to find a, a detour path. Yeah, it's a little strong. It's, it's a lot stronger than it's like a hits you right in the throat. <laughs> no, but as an, as an adult, you can detour and detour and take the scenic route all, the, all that you want. When you have a parent coming into your life, they're going to confront you. I don't think as an adult you can take too many detours, to be honest. I think people are very delusional in this time frame. Mm-hmm. I think they're delusional. in your face before it, it doesn't stops matter. you in your tracks. It comes a lot, for me, it comes up a lot quicker than when I was a child. What I'm, I'm saying, not afraid. Yeah. I mean, you can only be afraid of your parents so much, but as an adult, it's real fears. It's real shit that can happen to you. If you don't pay your bills, you're kicked out. You're on the streets. There's nobody to take care of you. I understand that, but so, the excuse is for it. You have your parents. No, I, I understand that. I'm saying that the excuses that you are able to conjure up in a delusional mind will justify why this happened instead of the real, the real reason. So you can continue. Just because you face a consequence doesn't mean that you're it's resonating with you is what I'm saying because I've been in a position where something would happen and it would be detrimental and it still wouldn't click for me like the reality really wouldn't set in and I think people have are able to understand something but not but not (laughs) (laughs) so Ladies and gentlemen, right now, <laughs> let me go ahead and shout out Hill by Tashi and her herbs because they doing their thing right now, man. <laughs> right now, I'm smoking on the mental clarity blend right now. It's hitting like some gas, but it's not some gas because you know what I'm saying? Anybody that listen to this, just know I am drug free. That's my story and that's what I'm sticking to. Amen. But there are herbs out there that give you different feels, different energies, and different that target different uh, different aspects of your life that you may need help or a little boost for. So if you need some herbs, go to healbatashi.com and she'll hook you up. Tell her that D sent you. Well, as I was saying, um, I think we live in a world where delusion is very easy to come by. And even though something may hit you, it may not set in. So you can have you can have an understanding of something. It can technically resonate with you. You can put together all the pieces. However, it still does not settle in. Like there's something that just does not click. And you may think that you have it all gonna figure it out until you have another epiphany. 
that may connect all the dots. And that's so. What's the end goal? How do you get through your rough times? How when you do get through? Let me ask you this: When you do get to your, get through your rough times, what was it like? What was the lesson? Girl, what lesson? I'm with you. <laughs> I am not. I am not at the end of the rainbow. I'm. I like I mentioned before. Like I'm still going. Let's take it step by step. Let's take it yeah. through your okay. your actual life achievements. You went through. How was getting through a very like your technical training? Okay, that's a step by step achievement. Something that you thought was hard, but you got there. I think I had. just was a lot more optimistic I will say I really kept focused and I had something to pull me through like I had a family to go back to around that time and I had a house a family to go back to and it was that was what really was getting me through it is that I had somebody waiting for me on the other end when you're single and by yourself and completely accountable for you you're like, is this recording? It is recording. <laughs> but when you have yourself to account for and there's nobody else motivating you, which I think people are the easiest motivators. I'm sorry. You have a kid, easy motivator. You have someone that loves you, that is pushing you, easy motivator. If you're by yourself, then I just, I don't think you're going to get through it as easily as okay. you were. Switching. Yeah, I'm okay. pessimistic. I told you. That's... <laughs> That's definitely true. Being a person that like me that's like dealt with a lot of my issues alone by myself, it was rough. It was definitely hard. Whether even in both even in some of my relationships, I had to deal with a lot of my issues by myself. You know, there was plenty of nights that like, I cried. I felt like shit. I was like barely eating. I was just depressed. I was just in a horrible mindset. And I had to find different outlets to kind of get me out of that. And in majority of like the you know black and brown community we don't really take we don't really look at somebody's like that, that person could possibly be depressed that person could possibly you know, that person could possibly be somebody you know like kind of be behind them and then also that person may not be accepting of that shit because they may not be ready for the next community and I it, it was hard it was definitely it was definitely rough I had to one be open to receiving help from from different things, whether it was people or whether it was different activities. So I one day just started working out in the gym. Then I was high one day and I just walked into the recruiting office and was like, what's this shit about? And that's literally what I asked the recruiter. And he told me and sold me a dream like everybody else. <laughs> but what it came what about when it came to things that you have to accomplish individually that had nothing to do with anybody else that's you had something to prove to yourself. So, what would you do that one? I think it was just the fact that, like, if I didn't do it, nobody was gonna make me do it. If I didn't sit there and dig deep inside myself and realize that I could do anything, I wouldn't have did it. I wouldn't have been able to make it, or I would have been still sitting there depending on somebody else to help me do it because it was like. I was so used to doing things on my own for so long, and then it went to me gravitating like, okay, I want somebody else to be behind me to help me with this now, because I feel like I'm kind of drained. But then I got to that point, and that's the shit that put me into depression. So then to get me out of that, 
had to realize that I've always done things on my own. So why would I need to start depending on somebody? Why would I feel like I need to? It's all right with having, it's all right with being able to depend on somebody else. But why would I feel like I absolutely need that because I see other people have it? So then I had to realize just because somebody else has a certain thing, that may not be, that may not be my path. That may not be the way I get to what I want. You know what I'm saying? That's, it just may, it just never, it just may not work for me that way. So I just had to figure it out for myself and just like figure out what is going to keep me from not giving up on something that I knew that I can do deep down. Can, I, can, can I answer? Mine would be spite. I did it out of spite. To and, no, no, but it wasn't like um, it wasn't as strong. But if I'm being completely honest, if I if I wanted to like level up or do something by myself, it was solely just to prove that I can. Every single time. God, yes, yes. Because other than that, there's like people say like, oh, you don't need motivation. Like motivation is bullshit. But you do. Like you never did something just to prove to you. No, I did not have, until I hit 25, I don't think I had the understanding or the capacity of understanding that I can just do things for myself, just to do things for myself. Honestly, I think I was codependent for majority of my life. And I think a lot of people are. And these are things that we need to talk about. You know what? When I was younger, I used to be jealous of codependency. Yeah? I really was. Like, I used yeah? to... Same. Yeah, I used to. Oh, I wow. was really, I was really jealous of like codependency. Like, I'm like, man, you motherfuckers got each other, shit like yeah. that, man. I ain't got that. Not shit. that you have somebody, but no, just but, the fact that you need somebody. Right, right. But, but you know, in the same sense, whether you need it or not, you had it. You had that. You had uh, it. I needed it. I did not have it. Yeah, I will say that. I grew up thinking I could have had it, but chose not to have it. No, we did not have that. Yeah, I'm I letting you think, know. Like, no. I mean, out like with you know our sisters involved, yeah. our other sisters. No, like, thinking if I could depend on somebody, I could, but I just never thought they could understand me. I never thought. They but could we understand. did depend on them in a certain sense. We I each... never depended on anybody, and that I'm gonna that. You know. No, well, I will say this: we lived with both of our sisters at one point in time, several times. So that, in a way, that's depending on somebody. You're living under the. It is the. So that's why. But there's, they were still there for you in a sense where you can depend on them. So transactionally or like just um, having a roof for your head, you had somebody that you can go to. You had, and that's being dependent on somebody. So I'm not gonna take that away from them. But um, mentally, feeling like you depend on somebody and having somebody to give, provide something for you is completely different. We've all had places to stay, but can you go to that person and tell them everything you're going through and how you're feeling? Absolutely not. So that's not. Depending on somebody, that's that is depending on somebody, but just in a different Maybe sense. Maybe that's how you view it. That's how you're. But whole but there's works. different ways of depending on somebody. So it could be as far as things or emotion. We have emotions. We have things that we need. Like it's not only one dimensional. So and I didn't I, depend on them because it was a very unstable environment. It is. It, it was extremely unstable. It was not dependency. That was something that was temporary. Even if it was temporary or permanent, if you don't want to give that to them, then that's your decision. But in my personal opinion, I depended on them as far as um, stability, in a sense. As far as I, if I, if you let me live with you, 
then that's you're like if I need something you're there and that is my definition of dependency and at that time I needed a place to stay and they were there or I needed clothes and I remember being in middle school I needed clothes and I can depend on you to bring me clothes so I mean it's right so let's 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 dive into that so it sounds like you know the basic black story or the basic family story is you stay with your parents until you're 18 Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you like, and you know what I'm saying, move out, go to college or get a job or whatever your, whatever your path is, whatever your passion is, you decide. And what it sounds like is we both all kind of went through the same thing at an early age where it was like, fuck it, we had to grow up. Yeah. We had, we, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that ease into adulthood that, you know, it kind of, we were supposed to have. It was more like, hey, you on your own, get it how you live. So, how do you feel about how you feel about that? From how we had it to how the generation is now. I can definitely speak on the generation now because I'm raised in the generation now. Um, I don't think my son will ever have a big bag. I couldn't ever see kicking him out before his time, before he's ready to move out. Not being there for him, I couldn't see it because the way I had to grow up was literally like no mother, no father, nobody to depend on, which is for me depending on someone is they're always gonna be there regardless. And I had to depend on that. So I had to grow up. And when I meet my son, I feel like and even this generation alone, I feel like so many of us realize that we can't project the trauma that we had upon. We can't keep that cycle going. So basically we can't yeah. try to put with we went through to the new yeah, generation. and we are not going to do it. I, I mean, and I mentioned this before, I feel like a lot of this is anecdotal, and I feel like a lot of this is personal experience, but watching TikTok or watching YouTube, kids in this last, or uh, this upcoming generation are still going through some of the traumas that we've dealt with as millennials. So Gen Z is still having to deal with abusive, narcissistic, erotic parents and so I wouldn't say that um, like I can't really speak on the next generation as a whole but I will say that I do think that it is getting better as far as us because there is some some of us who realize that we can't pass down that trauma but as far as like doing statistic wise I, I wouldn't know how many are actually not having to deal with these traumas because they still speak about it like it's still like the victory the battle isn't won like we're we're not as a generation or as a community society we're not over projecting traumatic experiences we're just not because i hear people talk about it still um i wish we were um but i just don't think we're there yet i don't think we can say like you know, this next generation is not gonna have traumatic experiences because they are, and they're going through it. So, I think um, now, like the the eye is definitely on the mental health of youth a little bit more than it was before. And coming from a gang background, I definitely see the struggle in some of these young brothers' eyes, like some of my cousins, some of the younger generation following behind these people like that and um we starting to see ourselves in them and there are people that i know that would never sit there and like kind of 
be like, man, let me go ahead and help this time, brother, with the mood and stuff like that. But now they're just like, bro, I can't. Like, we had this saying, an OG will never leave you. If an OG leads you to the path of destruction, they're not really an OG. If they lead you, if they lead you to a path of get through this shit, do what you gotta do, but I'm not gonna let you destroy your life, and they're an OG because like they don't want you, they don't want to, a real OG doesn't want to see you go through the things that they went through or even close to. So and me being like somebody that's like been through the shit, if I see it, I can point it out to you, but one thing that I can't do, I can't make you, I can't make you want to do something better for yourself. I can advise you, I can point you in the right direction. But I can't make you do anything. But I think the fact that we're making it more of a point to identify that like young black men and also young black women it's okay to go to counseling. It's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to open up to somebody. It doesn't make you a bitch or punk to do that. But then we still we still have parents that still living in the generation for them, their parents' generation, how their parents were taught and their parents at home come down and be like, okay, this is how I taught you. And they're like, oh, well, this is how I, how I was taught, so I'm going to teach you. And we're trying to stop that because that's also, it's, it's toxic to like, the new generation dealing with their pain, which is one of the reasons I came up with the show because I wanted you to kind of understand that, like, I may have an opinion about how something's going on. You may have an opinion, you know, Bree may have an opinion about how, you know, a situation is or how to handle a situation, but we all have different, three different standpoints of ways that, like, we dealt with it. Maybe it's something that y'all can take from. So, my thing is, Like, I know you said if an OG leads you to a path of destruction, but what do we classify that as? Like, what is failure and what is success? And in these days and age, day and age, you know, we have a mass resignation. We have people who are more depressed than anything. And we cannot structurally define success without at least arguing amongst ourselves. Um, so what is a path of destruction as far as what these OGs would suggest? Because in my opinion, with, so, with the community, like how it is now, like majority of us have depression, majority of us have mental health issues, PTSD, we have traumas. So aren't we already in that path of destruction? Like, I don't feel like they've done their so, due diligence. So... Also, you gotta think about it as well, like the OGs that are, are noticing everything, and especially like the newer OGs, we're seeing them for ourselves. So we can't, we can take some of, there's good OGs in this battle. There's good big homies in this battle. So like every OG or person isn't gonna give you the right type of game. And I will say that, but there's been a lot of, at least from my personal experience, there's been a lot of OGs that have taught me a lot of game. And even, even though I may have not taken everything from it, I took in what I need from it to be able to get game to the younger I think that's my specific question. It's not about the fact whether or not they gave you game and that you perceived it's, it's it. It's what I took from no, no, it's like, is, let me ask this. Okay. The game that they gave, if it's so good, 
why are majority of millennials in the predicament that they're in now? Is it really subjective? Like, is it objectively good advice? And if so, what was that advice? And then if we can look at our lives on the, like, it should not be the fact that 90% of us are poor or in a poor class or in a different tax bracket, depressed, overrate, and miserable. If this advice was so great and your parenting was so good, why are majority of us struggling? Because a lot of us don't want to, a lot of us are like, we're stubborn, we're stubborn teenagers, we're stubborn adults. A lot of us don't want to listen to what the older generation has said because we feel like the shit is outdated. A lot of us don't want to listen to that shit. But all I can do is I can speak for myself when I say that I have people that told me good game. I have people that try like, to tell me. what is the good game? So there was a lot of people that tried to deter me from the path that I went down as far as like being in the streets, as far as like, you know, doing certain things that I did and stuff like that. There was people that tried to deter me from it. But then when I got involved with it, there were people that trying to tell me, all right, look, you win this shit, but we want you to we want you to do something different. We want you to go because like we see the potential in you. I made a decision. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm saying like people were telling me no, but I was like, fuck that shit. I'ma do it. I'm young, I'm reckless, I'm still living. I'm like, I like this shit. I accept this shit. I accept what comes to me. I accept any punishment that comes to me, any decision that I make, if it's a punishment that comes to me, whether good or bad, I'm ready to accept it and stand in front of it. Ready to go. I just personally feel like the past generation needs to be a little bit more accountable, especially if we're talking about healing and trauma. They were abusive, they didn't give the greatest advice, and they ruined our economy. However, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you went to the bathroom. <laughs> you said you were ready to accept anything. <laughs> Any punishment? Anything? I think. Anything. No, a- really. Anything? <laughs> no, any. any- any punishment that comes to me now, like I'm ready to stand up like or a man. accepting gang banging. Something that, but like, your choice in gang banging, but when you were searching for a home and a connection, because males need that, young boys need that type of connection, manhood connection. So you're searching for that and you get it in a gang or in a gang. And now at the young age of 16, 17, 18, you're willing to accept adult consequences. That doesn't really sit well with me. When it should be. Well, but they would charge you as an adult. Now, like before, like remember when we were talking about running from shit like that? At 16, I had bigger responsibilities that I would be running from continuously. Than now? But now, I still accept like whatever decision that I make, whether I go out here and do something crazy right now, which I'm not going to do, which I'm not going to do because that's just not what I want to do. That's not the decision I want to make right now. So I have a question. Wait, wait, wait. I have a question. I have a question. So everybody here accepts where their life is at right now. Like you envision that this is where you were going to be. Because if you're saying back then you accepted it, then you should have knew where it was heading and you accepted the consequences I don't of think where your life is. Where I, I didn't envision this, but it's where it needs to be. That makes sense. I'm where I need to be in life. Um, I've had plenty of experiences that led me to this point. I accept all of those experiences. I don't think I'm going to I think that's my thing. Like, I lived and accepted those moments and did those actions with no regrets. But like, None, no regrets. None. Okay. I got a few. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, like, 
people think it's crazy, but like I tell people, like being being in the industry, being in the game, was one of those things that helped me grow even faster than me. So, but now when I now when I look at it now, it's like it's like I wonder. I do wonder what kind of path am I like be on if I made different decisions. But it's like also I don't regret. I, I never regret because there were so many values and so many lessons that I learned in my personal experience. For that I can't speak for. Look at other people's you, experience. You feel like it's leading you to something better. It led me to something. Do better. you feel like it's currently? Right now, like I said, you can tell people how to do better, you know, give them advice and stuff like that, but you can't force nobody to do anything. You personally. Me personally? Do I feel like it's Do you good? feel like your past experiences are leading you to something? Yes. I feel fucked up as a human being, and I'm going to just say that. I feel like parental could have been better. You can't I let have, your past hold you back from That's not the point. Because trauma, honestly, if we look at it as the success rate, trauma is really hard to get over, which is why so many of us need actual therapy. Like, we need professional help. So as much as we can say, like, oh, you know, meditate, do good, like, got this. This shit keeps coming back unless you can, and it takes a, it takes a while. Like, it's not going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen in two years. This shit takes a while. I think it's interesting. So, but I think there's but that's where I think sisters by the way (laughs) that's where I think um, I think I I think I felt like you for a long time until I you just call it my optimism delusion yes 100% 100% (laughs) because if I look at where I'm at and like how I react to certain situations like I can like not only recognize my trauma but recognize that it's not going to be easy just because I recognize it like I can point out what's wrong I honestly feel like you're in a state of delusion for what? I feel like you not seeing the optimism in your own life and just seeing it as a spiraling path to nothing is I wouldn't say a spiraling path to nothing but understanding that it's hard no, I understand and it's understanding hard. I understand like that it's going to take a while like um I think, there's, I think there's two different things that I'm looking at. One, I would just want something to finally go right. I would want what my what work I'm putting in to actually attribute to reality. And I want it to manifest. However, as human beings, we don't get to choose when our things come into fruition. Sometimes it would be a year. Sometimes it would be 10. But I'm not going to be so optimistic and you can't like you don't you can't, so I'm not wait I'm not done you can't be continuously optimistic when you're constantly being beaten down like it's just not gonna happen I don't care if you have a million Grammy awards and you're fucking famous it doesn't happen even famous people deal with suicide and depression like you're not happy just because you reach a certain point so when things are constantly going wrong and they add up especially if you're not the type to express it, then there is a level of pessimistic pessimism, which is what I said in the beginning. I was like, I'm so pessimistic. But to be overly optimistic, it is like you can. I feel like it's a sense of fantasize, like fantasization, like oh my god, like this is gonna go this way. Like that's not how life is. That's not how our economy is. That's not how our social life is. Right? That's not the climate of anything anywhere in the world. 
especially in the U.S. right now. Like, I mean, Syria's worse, France is worse, Australia is going through it, but that's not the climate of anything. And to kind of like discard that and think that things are going to be lottie dying. I think it's discarding when you're saying like, oh, it's a it's a path to nothingness or it's kind of like it's almost undermining what's actually going on, I would say. I would say it's undermining what's actually going on. So saying that it's like, um, saying that, oh, it's like a path to nothingness or your pest. You did say that's how you feel. You're saying that, you're saying that I feel like it's a path to nothingness, which I don't necessarily. I'm saying when the previous conversations that we had, I said that I wanted something to finally go right. I don't think my life is a path to nothingness. I did say if I'm 80 and I still haven't accomplished shit that I didn't accomplish, I'm not going to stick around for that. And I did say that. I don't care. I'm not going to be old and sit around not being able to accomplish things. But that just puts more pressure on me to accomplish certain things. But looking at the climate of the world, the pandemic, the mandates, the vaccine mandates, people losing their jobs, the gas is $3.35, food is expensive, not everyone can survive in this falsified reality. And I think in the military, it really like shelters you guys from what's like actually going on in the real world because you know you guys get you guys get told what to do you guys have a commissary on base that doesn't really reflect inflation you know you guys are pretty much handed everything and so outside of that the real world is suffering and people have to deal with this and being a veteran like it was so much easier in the air force because i got told what to do i got told how to walk talk dress wear my hair and they did my taxes and it was so much easier. Like on the outside of this, it feels like impending doom. And I think that's why I don't have that optimism anymore. And that's where real responsibility comes in. My optimism never gets me I don't think we get told what to do. You know, like I really don't think we get told what to do. And to say that there's no inflation in the commissary, that's, that's a lie. You said it yourself, there's inflation in the commissary. It's not up. what it is on the outside. The commissary is I, still I very cheap. Shop when, but that's not even the point. It's okay. Saying that the military doesn't control your outlook on life. I'm not saying life is going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be a cake and work. I do not think because I'm in the military, the shit for me is going to go right. People get out the military. People, shit happens. Even in the military, the shit doesn't go right. You don't make what you want. You don't do what you want. But your life is literally a reflection of what you put into it and that's what i believe personally and i don't think anyone's gonna take that away from me what i put into it my goals my ideas of how i want it to come out i think that's how it's gonna come out that's my optimism the hard work i put in is the hard work i'm gonna get out it's no fantasy to it it's no pretending that if i just do this it's gonna happen Mm. i know what i put in i'll get out Mm. and that's not gonna change for me and that's the optimism yeah, that died when I left the military. And I think that's why where I'm coming from, being on both ends in the military, I I had it easy because that was almost like a parent to me. There was always somebody above me telling me what to do and what time frame I had to do it. So getting out, when you put that responsibility on yourself, it's a lot more difficult than what some can imagine, which is why a lot of veterans are homeless or a lot of veterans you know, are killing themselves at the suicide rate because it's not easy and it's not as easy as it was when it was in the military. And I think in order to see it that way, you would have to 
cross that threshold and finally get out when you finally once you finally get out and understand the like get the the pressures of the responsibilities and I think that like you just have a different perspective I, I see what you're saying I feel like some of that like people in the military do depend a lot on NCOs and other people to tell them what to do and I think it depends on whichever person you are if that's all you know is the military you you were young, you went in the military, you got somebody to tell you what you do, that's what you see, that's what you get out of it. But like, I don't rely on military. I don't rely on what they're telling me or telling me what to do. But like, what do you mean by that? Like, I came in the military not... But there's only so much that you can do on your own. So I'm asking like, what do you mean by like... No, there's a lot you can, especially at 55th, there's a lot you can <laughs> Look at you, so, Dryson. <laughs> so when she say Fifty Fifth, she talking about Fifty Fifth Street. You feel me? She talking about Fifty Fifth Street somewhere else. She ain't talking about yeah Fifty Fifth Street. You feel me? Just edit it out. Just edit it. Edit it out. Shout out to C-Mac. But anyway, um, but no, he can edit it. <laughs> Don't make my job harder, <laughs> please. Anyway, that was an interesting segment. I appreciate y'all paying. <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a short break. This is the Raw Monstros podcast. We'll be right back. What's going on, everybody? I am your boy Vegan D, and right now I want to do a segment where I shout out small businesses. And right now I'm shouting out Sage Emerald XO. They do tarot card readings. They do psychic readings, intentional readings. Get that help that you need, man. Reach out to that loved one. I can vouch for them. They help me out with certain issues and help me to see certain things and tell me things that I need is confirmation right now. So if you need a reading, a tarot card reading, or just some advice or just some spiritual work, go ahead and reach out to my folks at Sage Emerald at www.emeraldxo.com. There'll be a lot more information on the page. You can book your service with Sage Emerald. Go ahead and get that service. Check them out. Welcome back to the Raw Monstros podcast. I am your host, Vegan D. I'm still here with Britt and Bree. So we touched on this topic. I hope you got some game from that. I hope you got a little bit of advice from that. I hope you gained something from what these sisters were saying. So now we're gonna go into the next topic. And it was interesting because I just looked over and seen it and I wanted to get their opinions on this. So the next topic is protecting your energy, your time, and your home. So how about, I'm not even going to start it off. Matter of fact, Giggly, I want you to start it off. (laughs) What does it mean to protect your energy, your time, and your home? You know, I was going to say I don't even have nothing for this, but I absolutely do. Um, To me, protecting my energy, my time, my space, if I feel like you're a negative negative energy to me, like you're not beneficial in any type of way, I will cut you off. I will cut you off. I will block you. I will never talk to you again. And it may take me three, four, five, six times to realize that, but after that, <laughs> Stella Rose, everybody. Stella Rose. Um, 
what Shonda about? Shit, I just let him know. Hey man, hey man, when we when we go, when you go from drinking tequila like it ain't nothing to drinking that wine, man, that wine is a yeah, it's a different monster, man. That's that grown. That's that grown. That's that grown. That that is definitely growth. Right. Speak for yourself. Um, so protecting your energy, your time in your home. So let me go ahead and break these down. We got protecting your energy. Your energy is the people that you allow in your circle. The energy is the people is the the um the emotions and the feelings that these other people have that you absorb into yourself. And me being a cancer, I have to protect my energy a whole lot more because I will absorb the, the emotions of other people's pains, other people's traumas, I'll, I'll relate to that a little bit more and I'll try to understand it. And then cancers are kind of like, it's one thing I hate to say because these two hate cancers, but yeah. no. So <laughs> the thing about cancers is we're so like nurturing and trying to like be there for somebody and stuff like that so, so much that like we started to gravitate towards that energy of like going through what the other person may have been going through. I feel like right. So that's one way we have to protect our energy. So that's one. When it comes down to protecting our time, that means what we do with our time. Whether we sit like me for the longest period of time this year, I would just sit right on my couch, turn my projector on, watch TV, and then just like be like, okay, it's time to go to sleep because ain't nobody else in here or ain't no ain't nothing else going on. And that was just my mindset. But there were a lot of things going on outside. I couldn't be going to the gym. I could be going on a walk. I could be going somewhere and networking so the meeting. Protecting your time is walking That's what I no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. What I mean protecting your time, it means like utilizing it in the correct way. So when I used to sit on that couch, I wasn't utilizing my time in the correct way. I wasn't utilizing my time in a way that like, it would help me grow or become better. I was just being stagnant, sitting there like, why, 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 why is this supposed to happen? So you, me protecting your time means utilizing your time in the correct way or in a way that like benefits you, whether you think it benefits you and it actually does or whether you think it does and it actually happens. So. You know, just two different ways of looking at it. And then the last one is your home. You can't let just anybody within your home. You cannot let anybody just come into your home. You don't know what type of energy they are. That's why, like, when people come to my home, it's a homey vibe. You can pretty much do what you want as long as you don't disrespect me and, you know what I'm saying, what I stand for. Like, I don't care if you come in here. Everybody knows I'm a vegan. Of course, the name vegan D. But I don't care if you come in here and eat your meat and all that other stuff and whatever. Pause. I don't care if you come in here and, and eat, you know, you're a carnivore or whatever. But just don't, you know, just don't disrespect me by like trying to make show carnivore with my vegan alternative. You know, I'm like respect, respect the person's house because that's their energy. And you can feel, at least with me, I can feel when somebody comes in, their energy is just like, Ugh, just like yo, I want you to get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm, I might hit you. I, I really might swing on you. So protecting those three things, definitely in this time of COVID, where we're where we were like staying away from each other, and then we were opening to allow people in. You know, I think feel like those are three things that we need to protect. That's my thoughts on. It. 
sisters. All right. Well, I'm going to keep it real. No chaser. Uh, protect your energy. It's very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessary. So, first and foremost, don't hang out with nobody that you, with anybody that you don't like. And I think that's one of one of the things that I had to learn. It's because I used to say, go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. But even if you're celebrated, there's still some people that celebrate you that you just don't like. Don't hang out with people you don't like. And I love that. And that has made my life completely simplistic in a sense. And it has made me happier. And even if it's only one or two, three people that I like, I'll only hang out with them. I'm not answering texts, calls, emails. If I don't like you, I don't like you. And it may come off as harsh like when you say, oh, I don't like that person. But it's the realest thing that I can think of. I'm, I don't like you. And it's very simple. It's either I like you and I vibe with you or I don't. So as far as protecting my time, I think I am the biggest time waster of my own time. Um, I do things that I know that I shouldn't do. I scroll, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm on social media, when I know I should be a little bit more selective about my time. So I would not be able to give advice on that topic because I'm still learning, but um, reading Atomic Habits by James Clear, he does talk about habit stacking and he does talk about how you can be a, like you can set up your environment and in, in a way that it is <laughs> you can set up your environment in a way that it is more conducive to you saving your time and doing things when you say that you're going to do them uh, and about protecting my home I don't think I've had many guests in my home um, and I think if I did accidentally invite somebody that wasn't in my best interest I'd probably just sage the place like just sage the fucking thing. And if that doesn't work, that incense, that doesn't work, I'm going to move. That's fine. You can have it. You can have my place. You, you effed it up with your juju. <laughs> you, can, you can keep my place. Um, but I don't think I've had too many people over. I think I've had a, a total of like three people over my place and like two of them were friends. So, you know. I don't think I've had way too many people at my at my home, um, but I just don't feel safe giving out my address, anyways, to, to people to be like, come on. I do want to change that though. Like, I want to get closer with people. I do want like the people that I have chosen to be in my life. I do want to invite them into my home space even more. Um, but I think people only have like heed the warning signs heed the red flags if you don't feel comfortable like don't try to make it fit like if I invite you over to my place one time and you clunk that up then I'm just not gonna keep like a, you, like you're lucky if you get a response from me after that so I think that's like how I protect my energy time at home I like that I definitely like that I could speak on that too, as far as like the home aspect from what you said. So <clears throat> judgment free zone. So when I first moved out here and actually got my apartment in like the end of 2019 or whatever, right? 
2020, I had this one rule. Nobody can go in my room at all. Not even, not even the women I was messing with. Like, none of the women I was messing with can go in my room. And that was my, that was my thing because like my bed. Whoa. <laughs> so I said, I said safe no, no, space. No, 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 no. I, I, I understand that. Um, but your bed is in your room. Yes. Okay, so if none of them can go in your room, you're the mess with them. So you were Let me finish. No, 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 no. Let me finish. <laughs> I don't want to skip over this without like fully understanding what you mean. Okay. So if you were get, to get into the not on your bed. Were they on your couch? So, let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't want everybody's energy in my bed. Okay. So, wait, I would... Wait, I, oh, wait, let me finish. <laughs> so, one mic. So, basically, <laughs> basically, I had an air mattress no. and I would push it connected to my couch. No. And that's why when I first got to when I first got to the unit, that's <laughs> where I slept at majority of the time. I didn't even I didn't even sleep in my bed for like maybe like the first so you two had or three. A bed. I had a king size I had a king size bed. <laughs> I still got a king size bed. And I slept there and um I bring that I bring that into one of the traumas that I had, but Basically, I slept on that air mattress the first two or three months I was at the unit. And any woman that I invite over and stuff like that. How did you get, and how did they even love it? Right. That's, 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 I think that's, that's the same I, question. Yeah, same question. I mean, I, oh my God. Go ahead. I mean, majority of the time we were, we were in the living room. No, so some of them would be on the air mattress, some of them would be on the couch. <laughs> yes, yes. They but, saw the king size bed and said nothing when you pulled out the air mattress. My door was closed. That is awful. I'm not gonna lie. What do they think you have like a roommate? Like, no, I told him I had no roommate, but like, you told we, you but, had no bed? but no, we, no, I told yeah, I told him we had a bed. I ain't never, I ain't never sit there and just like blatantly told them. And you wondering why you <laughs> no, 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 no. So, I mean, majority of the time we'll be kicking it in the living room anyway. And that's where most of the shit would go down. I was on the second floor. I had a couch. I had a TV, you know, in the living room. And I didn't have nothing in my, my bedroom. I was like, the only reason... Okay, wait, I have a question. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't put anybody in your bed. And you didn't mind being inside anybody. Like, that's your body. And that's what you went with. So, I guess I thought about it in a way of like, whoever goes to my bed is going to be someone... Truly special to not, me. Not, not, well, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm just like, it's, it's backwards to me. Like, I would give up my bed before I gave up. Like, you can sleep in my bed, I'll sleep on the couch. I would give up my bed before I give up my body. I was just, so you, you better have meditated the fuck out in that room. Like, all I'm saying. Like, that water, like, like, like just Jesus comes to see me. And I'm talking daily. And I'm going to do the pillow. So the point is. What was the point? Oh God! So. No. So I was waiting for. I didn't want. I didn't want a, a whole lot of different energies in my bed because I was a little. No, I was a little outside. You know what I'm saying? I was a little outside. So. Oh, you was a thought. Yeah, I was a thought. You can see how this is confusing. Yeah, I, I can see it. Okay. I can see how it's like. I can see how it's like, nigga, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, but 
I just didn't want everybody in my bed, and I barely slept in my bed, and I barely slept in my bed. But then, let me, let me. So sometimes I would connect the air matches, and then sometimes I'm like, well, it don't work now. But uh, <laughs> all right, so so Jesus, this was two, this was two years ago. Shit, I'm better now. Damn, I do. I Shit. <laughs> all right but all right so i think for the longest time like i was so used to sleeping in like the barracks and stuff like that and then when i came out here i slept in like the little barracks when i was going through my reclass and shit and then when i finally got my crib it was like okay well i got a bed and then at first it didn't feel comfortable and the reason why i didn't feel comfortable was because Growing up, I was sleeping on couches, I was sleeping on floors, I was sleeping on air mattresses, water beds, and shit like that. So it just, so it just felt right. And then when I first got to the place, I didn't have a bed in here at first. Like I had to wait three weeks. Mm, so, it was so, sacred to you. so well, it wasn't sacred. It was just, a, it was comfortability, and it wasn't something I was ready to break it. Even though I had a nice ass king size bed to sleep in, and then one day I finally broke that shit. But it was because I was comfortable with the person and their spirit being in my room and I was comfortable with their energy. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's not like you weren't comfortable so they couldn't be comfortable. <laughs> no. No, it was no, it really was my space. Okay. Yeah. But you didn't sleep in your space because you found it uncomfortable. Yeah, I found it I found it, yeah, I found it yeah, I was sleeping so on couches though. It was sacred to me because I didn't want to like, I felt like- You wanted to be the me. first person. Yeah, I wanted the okay. first person to be in there to be like, okay. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know, I just find it as hard to, maybe I just don't want to. Because like I said, I would rather be with my bed and my body. I would sleep on the couch with my stomach and sleep on my bed. And I really started thinking about it for a second because it really came to me because it was like so I did say I was on the second floor right but my window my uh my uh, patio door was kind of like normally most of the time it was open and sometimes I was high and I never noticed that and you can pretty much see like the grass and the running trail right there so anybody that was like huh second floor I was on the second floor so they so can hear you any, no, on your air They can see me. Oh. <laughs> and then during the day, I didn't have the air matches out. So they just see me. They can see me if they really want to. And then one day I just looked and I was like, maybe this 
people out there. <laughs> so no, okay. So I understand where you're coming from, but yeah. so no female talked to you about it. Nah, like nobody. They didn't bring it up. Nobody didn't really bring it up. We did it wasn't. Girls? Yeah. And they say nothing. They didn't say shit. And when they asked, they was like, uh, it was like, do you got a bed or whatever? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just more comfortable out here. And then they would. Comfortable out here? They said that? No, I told them I was comfortable. Oh, you told them I was comfortable. Yeah, I was just, I was just comfortable out here. But then like, I changed the narrative. There was one person that I was cool with bringing into your bed. Okay, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but for me, not only am I gonna need a bed, <laughs> but I'm gonna need a hotel room with flowers and I'm not gonna just do your bed. Like I'm not gonna go just to your room. You upgraded from the air mattress. Fuck no. Fuck the air mattress. <laughs> You're Fuck special the bed. enough to get from air mattress to bed. No, fuck no, that. I want then, a hotel. But, but see, there's, there's give me the four seasons. There's there's a, there's a woman that like she didn't have the she didn't have the the on the mattress phase. So she was just a lucky bitch. Was, <laughs> Can we cut? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, she was just she was just lucky as fuck, and she was just appreciative. We really drunk. Us. Anyway, um, she was just really one of those people that I was like comfortable with finally allowing in my room. So therefore, she lasted longer, didn't she? She lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. You know why? Not a little bit back. longer. A little oh, bit, a back. little bit longer because a tad bit. Yeah, you get a, a little bit longer. Did you no, treat no, her it respect was, Yeah, I treated, I treated her with but respect, but why. then she knew, she kind of had an idea because like, but we never did before. Yeah. So like, I mean, the other girls. Yeah, the other girls didn't really know why because they didn't, they didn't last long. They pretty much eliminated themselves. Brianna, I'm sorry. You would you would accept a bed? What? Like you would accept just their bed? Well, she didn't know she was. Getting no, 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 I'm asking you. She didn't know she was getting a bed. I'm asking you. What do you mean? Like if somebody was like, "Here's my room," <laughs> like instead of being like, "Oh, let's go to dinner and then a nice hotel," like you you would. But that's but that's saying, like a. That's, he's not saying he didn't do that. I'm stuff. asking you. No way in hell. Okay. But he's not that. saying that he didn't. I do didn't that say stuff. that. I'm asking you. But then we also gotta think about it. Like when you say when you say, oh, I got you a hotel, nice dinner, stuff like that. That's when I'm thinking about like money. No, not money. Oh. <laughs> money. I'm thinking about like that's like a passion. You do that shit for special people. You don't just do that shit for everybody. Yeah, that is a special. You don't do that shit for I everybody. refuse. That's special. I, I couldn't. Like, that's I couldn't. very wife type shit. Are you serious? No, I wouldn't even say wife no. type shit. I would say like close to girlfriend I would say type side shit. chick. I'm saying say. side chick. That okay. was what I said when I said it's like no, it's not like he's buying you a hotel. Right, like I would be like that would be like some for me that would be like some close to girlfriend type shit. Like you gotta be like really like That's Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. some special type shit to get I would not uh, maybe that's why just, I just, some, uh, just a new people. So just a new a new woman that maybe I've known for maybe about two or three, four weeks or something like that and get a your hotel. My bed is enough in the beginning. But there will be plenty of days. There will be plenty of days before. So the bed is enough for you. I'm not but saying I've never sense. gotten on an air mattress, but it was my new house and it was my boyfriend. So, it so but, but I'm saying, okay, so you're it, saying the bed is enough, but yeah. the bed is enough for you. Yes. I'm saying it's not. I refuse. Okay, so huh? I refuse. Okay, so before okay, so <laughs> let me let me get this straight. So before a man a man could take you on a couple days and stuff like that, he invites you to his place. It's not you a straight come, bed. Not, right, like I'm it's not, not like it's that. not like you come I don't over. Care. So what? so your no. first okay, so let me get this straight. To so be loved? Your first hold on, hold on, hold on. So you for your first time being intimate with a man, mm. you want them to take you 
Of course, they're probably going to be taking you on dates anyway. But you want them to take you on a date and then set up a hotel room for y'all first and second. Absolutely. Make the res- roses. That's crazy. Oh, wow. I don't care. A first date? Not a first date. A first time we're thinking about getting intimate. You better not take me to your... N- no. Not your bed. What does? Not the... Cl- I don't care if the sheets what's, what's wrong with the bed? No. What's wrong with the bed? I don't want it. What is wrong with his bed? Your bed? Anybody's bed? I don't want it. No. Why do you need a stranger's bed? Why do you need a hotel be, bed? I would rather be brought in his space to someone I'm thinking I'm going to have a future with so I can see how he's living. Mm-mm what he's like what he's into what his style is then a random I think, I, think of- I think it's because of the effort like if you're getting a hotel room wait 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 if you're getting a hotel room and then there's roses and then there's candles and you're making it romantic for our first time and I can see over the city skyline this like this is your some first type time of fairytale love story I mean I've had it but that's a delusion it's not a delusion if you had it happen before so for your first time ever having sex with someone with the specific person yes when they would go all out. Yes, 100%. One person? No, multiple people. Oh. And were these relationships? Or were they, were they relationships after? Yes. One of them was my so ex-husband. After, yeah. After my ex-husband, houses. the first time we've ever done it, he got in a hotel. It was in St. Louis. We got to see the skyline. There was How a big ass tree. Him, he was... It lasted as a great ending with that one? Yeah, we had sex all night. Yeah. All night. <laughs> it was it. great. In Don't the shower, on the bed... <laughs> On the little hotel couch. Oh, it was great. Okay. I mean, we were married for two years, together for seven. Together for seven years, in marriage for two. How long until you gave it up? Until I gave it up? Oh, I. (laughs) It was quick. Because he bought you a hotel room. Because he was. I already knew him before that. So you knew him before then. Yeah, we were long distance. Okay. So how long were y'all dating before y'all got married? Before we got married, so we were only married for two years. Okay, you was married for two seven years. What is that on your wall? What is that? I don't like that. <laughs> <That's some sort. laughs> Concentrate. Like, I can't. No, yeah. Get it. I did. Concentrate. So, uh, we knew it. I don't care. I, I don't care. I got standards. <laughs> That's perfectly fine with me. Um, so before we got married, it was a couple years because he was in St. Louis and we didn't get married until he joined the Air Force. And then after that, it was two years. And then, yeah, it was, it was a while. Like so it was, it was he was pretty, he was one of my longest relationships. So actually. it was a while before you actually gave it. No, I gave it to him. Up. Like, I'm just saying, since we were long distance, we had a lot, y'all of, had time a lot of time to get apart. And y'all also but had no place met, to else have to sex no, at. No, no, no. We had other places to have sex at. Where? His bed. <laughs> and bed I didn't at? want it. Where was his bed at? What do you mean, where, where was, was his bed, bed at? Was it at home with his parents? Where was his bed at? His bed oh, was shit. in the barracks oh. and at home with his parents. He had two places. Where? In the Which barracks. One? In the barracks or at home at home? It didn't matter. I was at a hotel for multiple men. It was hotel. That doesn't I don't care. I'm not going in a bed. I don't care how it sounds. Obviously not. So I'm saying it on a podcast. So you're not going to the bed. No, I'm not you're going, going to the goddamn bed. bed. So every time you have sex with this man, you want to go to a hotel. No, I'm not saying every single time. I'm talking about the first, first time. intimate time with. I want it so to make it romantic. Inter- so the first intimate time. Is it, is it, it doesn't matter. Because so effort. Effort is, is the difference. Truly, is it truly special yes. to you? Yes. So like any sexual reaction that you have with anybody, that shit is special to you to the point where they have to get a hotel. 
I'm not saying any. I'm saying our like if I really care about somebody and it's our first time, it I cannot just if I'm gonna take you seriously, it's not gonna just be like. So what about people that you don't take seriously? Like one night stands, it was still in the hotel. <laughs> My whole one night stands break low key in a hotel. Were your whole one night stands not in a hotel? I respect. You went to somebody's house for a one night stand. That's kind of and crazy to do. You trust somebody enough to go to their oh, house. If I did have a one night stand, it would be in a hotel. That's exactly where it would be. Yeah. Not a motel, a hotel. No, a hotel. Okay. If I had a one night stand in that type of situation, then yeah, most likely probably would have. I probably would have got like a hotel or something like that. Especially but if I'm saying I, they can be intimate. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, there's a lot of ways to be intimate. I don't care. I don't care if you guys agree or not. So, <laughs> but then what about for the guys that like, that like want to do shit like that and then like they do shit like that and then the woman says that it's too much? That's They're, on her. That is awesome. There's a, there's a lot of women that will say that. Like they'll be like, they'll they've never experienced shit like that or whatever. That is not my fault. You know what? I had a guy set yeah. up his his apartment rooftop with yeah. like candles mm. and roses and stuff. Yeah. And Stella Rosa. Yeah. That's, and that's, then we went down to his bedroom. Yeah. To have sex. So if some so let's put, and that let's was put you in that situation. Uh-huh. Would you do if that, they said if it, it was well, first and foremost, the obsession no, with me. What, wait, no, no, no. I'm gonna the obsession with me wanting you guys wanting me to do it in a bed is just astronomical. But if so, we were to, so wait, if we were, it's really very much giving me escort. It's not giving me anything else other than escort. It's giving it's giving me romantic. If you set up a hotel that's very nice and it's like you know that you want, like so we have you, time. So it's not, it's not that you don't know me. First and foremost, ill. <laughs> Second of all. If you do know me and we're already hitting it off and I made those sexual in the windows, yes, set it up romantically, put the roses on the bed, put the candles everywhere, take me to a nice dinner and then say, hey, I booked us a hotel. Like, yes, this, yeah, I'm not going back to your bed that you didn't, like your sheets that you probably didn't wash. I'm not doing it, I don't care. But let's say he set up his house nicely and he invited me over for a dinner, you know, and his house is beautiful and like I would, yeah, I would probably do it still. Like I'm not like, now <laughs> but I'm saying but for your first time you would like I would prefer like and it has happened okay, before I respect that thank you that's that's so that's what I was trying to get that's where I was trying to get it I was trying to get at the first time it doesn't you know, like it just has I, to be special but I don't see that's it what I'm I saying. can't see it special if it's just like your house I just can't if it's right. just your house but if somebody's a, but way. when you walk in it's, and you're surprised and it kind of gives you that you see Feel? the effort yeah, yeah then you would do it mm-hmm. that's why i was trying to get it i just had multiple experience where where i've seen it that way where like they would set up everything i just had too many experiences that way to be like oh, oh I, get, I get that that's why that's why i was just trying to get it. enough to be to like it. no to so an air mattress we're not talking <laughs> okay so we're not talking about we're not talking about okay it absolutely positively has to be a hotel. It's highly recommended as a hotel. Yeah, it's but recommended. we're talking, we're talking romantic. It's ev- really what effort. it is. Yeah, romantic. That's what. Yes. That's what gets you. Okay, got you. That's the uh, air mattress ain't going to do it, baby. I'm sorry, it's just not. Hey man, and maybe outside. for some, I was outside. It's not about you. It's about whoever accepted it. And I was, I was outside. <laughs> I just, I just wasn't ready. I was outside, but. Bust down, not a bust down. <laughs> I was no bust down. I was busting down. 
Oh, anyway. <laughs> on the air match. On the air match. That was also buzzing. No, I want to just apologize to the ladies. These had up the first with on that damn air match. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize to the ladies who just got a bed. I don't apologize. Thank you. <laughs> but no. Um. But yeah, it was just, again, that was just my rules, my safe space. I didn't want to bring every woman into there because I knew I did that shit before in my other apartment, so I did something different. And when I finally brought a woman in there, it was cool. It was exactly what I wanted. The person was special to me, and I actually knew the person that I was comfortable with. Them. And when I actually rolled over and told her, I was like, you the first person I actually allowed in my room. She's like, you lying. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you the fucking truth. Nobody's allowed in my room like this. I wouldn't and, care. <laughs> <laughs> so the but, fuck what? It's your room. <laughs> like, <I'm>, right. <laughs> but I mean, it was big to me. She was like, well, damn, man. Damn, you just be hitting these hoes out there on the couch and shit like that. I, I like, would have these questions <laughs> and that meant <laughs> We would have to talk about it. <laughs> I think, I, but like, it's like, why bring it up to me? Like, you oh want me to feel special just for me yeah. to last. Well, that is kind of special. That's but special. It meant, but it Not meant, it, she didn't last that long. No, she's, she, we still cool. We just don't, you know, say it down like that. It was we never, obviously the relationship was But then, like, also, you gotta think about it. I haven't been in a relationship since 2017. Was that since her? No. No. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was somebody else. Like, oh. Back when I was in a relationship. Why do guys do that? A lot of guys, you can ask them and they don't have relationships since so long ago. It's a lie. Like, you can ask like the previous girls, like, yeah, I was in a relationship with them. Like, no. But I wasn't, I, would, I guess I look at relationships differently than a lot of people. Do your girlfriends do? <laughs> Did you ever call them your girlfriend? Oh. Did they think okay. they were your girlfriend? I told them that I would. I would do it. You told See, them that's that, what it is. and that's they the accepted that. I, I'm I, honest. I'm, I'm very honest and upfront with them. I'm, I'm blocking, bro. I'm, no, I'm telling them upfront. I'm like, <laughs> we were just talking we about not, protecting If energy. we not, if we're not together, okay, I'm not going to sit. If we're, mm. if, <laughs> if we're not together, I'm not going to sit there and betray we'll like And I will tell them. Mm, that's a good question. We don't have to sit. Okay, we can, we can keep going. We can keep I mean, going. he got to edit it, so it is. I mean, like shit, we can keep we can keep going. Fuck it. What qualifies a woman to be my girlfriend is if we actually sit down and have a conversation about it. Because there's a lot of women yeah. that will think in their heads. They will. They will fabricate this. Right. We're in a relationship, shit. But from the jump, that's the thing about it. From the jump, I sit that. there. I sit there and I be like, look. Until we actually like solidify and have a conversation, we're not in a relationship. That is not that is not a thing. You're not going to sit. So you need to ask verbally. Right. We need to verbally have the conversation. So many people don't verbally ask people. Right. That's what I'm saying. They assume the shit off of actions. Okay, but my thing is, guys are very possessive. So, how would you want that though? Like, because you don't want this girl out here talking to other guys. You want them exclusive without you being exclusive. It would, it would happen. So how does that work? It would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, naturally. It's no, no natural. No, it would happen. Never no, it would. It would be natural. It would definitely be natural when it comes down to me. How is it natural? Yet, in a sense, you also have to verbally ask for it. It's not. It's natural because it'll feel right when we finally do have that. So feel like, right oh, to I you know. or feel right to both of them? Like, yeah, how do you feel- know? I mean, Especially if she's like, asking you and you're not responding. She, 
majority of the time, I didn't get asked. I didn't get asked sometimes. Sometimes I didn't get asked about it. And then sometimes it was like, okay, what are we doing? And then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Is this something that you really want? Am I doing something for you that you need, or are you doing something for me that I need? So is it? Clear. Yeah, it wasn't clear. Like we had to, it had to be a clear. So how is it natural if it's? So it was a natural. It was a natural, natural unless because, it was clear. So it's. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do you think I'm single now? A lot of experiences. A lot were of them not were, clear. Yeah, a lot of them were not natural either. I have had like at least two guys ask me verbally to be their girlfriends, and the other guys just assume I fucking was. So yeah, I had a, a a few guys like assume, and then there was actually points in times where I had to say okay well what is this what are we first of all I'm not gonna mess with you if I don't think I'm gonna become your girlfriend it, on a consistent level nice. like on a consistent <laughs> level I'm not gonna keep messing with you like if you don't want to but a lot of women will give this response like I can be intentional as fuck like remember what I said when I first got up here I said one of the main things that I wanted to do was I wanted to get a girlfriend I wanted to kind of like you know chill out, Jesus but I made that. But I made <laughs> that. I made air that intention mattress. before I got before the air matches chronicles. <laughs> before the air matches chronicles, I made that my intention. I said I told him like, look, I'm looking to settle down with somebody. I don't need I don't need the hoes. I don't need a thousand different women. All I need is one woman. I'm trying to fuck with you. What's happening? Uh, What's going on? You ran her the fuck away with that single statement. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say right, it exactly. That was your I, I didn't say it exactly <laughs> like that. But you, but you get the gist yeah. of what I'm saying. And I kind of laid it out for him. And a lot of the women just, you know, they were with that. They just wasn't with like. I don't yeah. believe this. I don't know why. No, because I get that. I understand yeah. that. I get why they wouldn't be with that. Um, but I get it. It's, it's abrasive and it's like right. It's I feel like with me, it's being yeah. intentional. Like at first, it's being intentional, letting you know. Look, I'm but not I just trying to. Why somebody? I'm not. Like, I'm not being intentional. I'm letting you know. How what soon I want. were you intentional? Yeah, like were you love bombing me? What do you mean love bombing? What is love bombing? Oh, what is, what is love bombing? Uh, okay, so it's like when you meet somebody. And it's like very early, and you start being overly affectionate. Not even affectionate. You're just like, just like I love boom, you, I love boom, you. Boom. Like, not even that. Like, moving just, fast. So, so I'm. So like. Okay, so basically, like, I was like, okay, this is what I want. I want to actually be with someone, and I'm making my intentions known. So then but I'm showing. But let me finish. Okay. I'm letting my intentions be known because majority of the women that would come to me would try to let their intentions be known that they're not trying to be a fuckboy trying to be in a situation and shit like that I let my attention be no but let him finish let him finish let him finish one mic one mic I did I heard it I wanted I wanted to interrupt but I was gonna let him talk so I we gotta let him talk we gotta let him talk cause I really wanted to you still talking one mic I'm gonna leave it's time to go great it's time to be reckless girl the ghetto the air mattress it feels like I feel I thought this was a judgment free zone I just feel this judgment fuck that <laughs> go ahead go ahead damn you ain't forget what I was about to say no you were saying that <laughs> it's not so, my so me showing that I was intentional about what I want was me being consistent that was me trying to communicate with them that was me trying to go out on dates with them that was me trying to be out in public and doing fun shit with them that was me trying to understand what they like and what they want to do stuff they like to do that was my way of being intentional not overbearing 
blowing your shit up 24-7, trying to get you to come over and pull up and all that extra shit. Not trying to do the extra, just trying to fill you out to see if I really want to fuck with you. Go ahead. So the women who are doing that to you, the ones who off the bat showed you one showed you their attention first, you're fucking with them. Like you were fucking with the women you were trying to show your I was. So it was mutual. Yeah. You but. Both. If it was mutual, you'd be. Yeah. No. No, for sure. No. No, for a fact. No. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree. So I. But you know, but the thing, but then, but then here's, harder. but then there's another thing, there's another thing about it also is. We have the right to change our minds. And majority of them, it was, whether it was me or them, changed our minds when we were going, you know, when we were trying to get to know each other and see if we really want to, like, you know, go down that road. Oh, so your intentions were the same, but timing. You know, timing or maybe just like at the time they were going through something and they needed to pull back or, you know, say it just it just happened. I don't get mad at them about that shit. I understand it. You know, we we as human beings, I used to sit there and wonder, like, damn, is it really something fucking wrong with me? Trying to, I'm trying to go on dates. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to court you the right way. Is it, is it really something I'm fucking doing wrong? Like, damn. No, it's just and always then, someone gives more than the other. Right. Yeah. Somebody wants a lot less than the other. Right. Or they're not ready for it. Yeah. So. So would you say it is the time for older men for like Absolutely. How about you? Fuck you. I. I think like I would say I'm ready for it is because like I'm more understanding of like what I did in my past that didn't work. So like for example, hitting women on the couch and on the oh, air mattress. I'm gonna keep your name the same. No. Uh, what is it? True player for real. No, because they swear I'm a player. They swear up and down I'm a fucking player. Like, it just stuck. It just stuck with you. So I'm gonna keep it like yeah, that. I'm, you know, I'm but, but no. So. Okay. So. Like I was saying, so we don't want to do no dry snitching. No snitching. We 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 ain't six nine bitch nine Daniel Fernandez on this podcast. So basically what I was saying is I do feel like I'm ready for, you know, a relationship or more and stuff like that. But I would just, I would rather that now I just in that space, but I'd rather that person be my friend, be somebody that I actually know. Cause a lot of the dating that I did and I could take responsibility, I could retake, I could take responsibility for this. A lot of the people that I tried to date or wanted to date or made intentions with, I didn't truly know them and they didn't truly know me. So it was kind of like, I really do. I really want to learn. I really do want to learn something. Like, I personally I, could not be friends with someone before I met So I put you in that friend zone category. So, yeah. You're going to live in your so, saliva, bread, and water. 
I would like, I guess what I mean when I say that is like, I would like for them to kind of, to know me, you know what I'm saying? Like, to be in that like space where they're like, they I think know. I a lot of guys are very vulnerable yeah. when it comes to I, No, go ahead. I think a lot of guys get very vulnerable when it comes to their romantic partners or their girlfriends because they don't want to open everything. They fucking cancer. They don't want to tell them all of their emotions and be open and as honest as they could be. And that's like, like, it's your friend. Don't judge me. They're with your friend. You're going to be here. But my girlfriend will know if she doesn't like it. She's going to judge me. She's going to feel some of this in argument. So. I just feel like the benefit. Yeah, like the. I feel like when I say a friend, like I feel like they can be my friend, but at the same time, it is what it is. Like where they, wherever it goes. My longest, my longest relationship was we were friends first, and then we gravitated to the relationship. up on all 10 and answer this one all right so when i say that like i want somebody to be my friend first that's basically what i mean like it doesn't mean that like that's the end of it but i will want you to be like somebody that like okay maybe friend is like a little too strong for both y'all or whatever just get to know me you know what i'm saying like take that time to truly get to know me but that's <laughs> I just no. think both of y'all just don't know. We don't know. I'm a, so here, here's my predicament. Okay. I have been genuine friends with people mm-hmm. who, you know, they would, you know, like, and then it's resentment because I have determined, we both determined this is friendship. So my thing is, can guys actually just be friends with females without having alternative motives? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I have friend. I have friend. Yeah, this is like I said. This is a freestyle, freestyle episode. Normally we have topics and everything. Shish. Normally we have topics. Normally we have things like you know. But I just wanted to do it differently because you know what I'm saying. I got sisters in here tonight, so you know I wanted their opinion. Yeah, you know it's it's definitely been spicy this whole motherfucker. <laughs> Shit, we almost said two hours. God damn. But but absolutely though, I do feel like men and women can just be friends without no intention no interior no i have no i have women that like i wouldn't touch with a motherfucking stick because we just solid as friends i don't have no interior motives of ever trying to hook up with them huh of course i don't they're attractive but that doesn't mean that i want to you know go far with them Right, and there's a lot of there's a lot of women that don't experience that because a lot of men will sit there and say, "Oh, well, I don't want you hanging out with that nigga because you know what I'm saying that nigga might be trying to fuck you. He got a he a man. He wanna, but that doesn't absolutely mean that he may you may think like, oh, you know, well, I'm I'm fine as fuck. So I know this nigga trying to fuck with me and shit like that. But then, but then, but then like that nigga be like. I ain't trying to fuck with your ugly ass or your player oh, ass or just something. But I can't. But look, but look, it may not be something you can relate, but it may be something that you another know, female I seen. To, I would have literally like last year was to thing down behind your your opinion about it because I had two male friends who I thought genuinely 
always show till I there was a sign of opportunity mm-hmm. and then niggas jump. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. we were you were my you were my ninja. Like you were my road dog, road dogs, and all of a sudden we gonna be together. Yeah, friendships have been lost. Mm-hmm. And I I can't tell you how many times where I've had so for example, like, you know, like I don't even gotta say no man. I'm not I'm saying my ex. He told me about to this topic then would you prefer a friends with benefits that leads into a relationship so so the person that you're trying to be intimate or be with honest i'd rather say i want to like you i want want friends but for me like do something to show so so they can say they want to be your friend but they got to say everything else beyond they gotta say shit do it do it do it like this brianna i've seen you i want you to know that i want you but we can be friends right now. So whoever you want me to be right now, I will be. But then I just want you to know that I have feelings for you. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure. On the <laughs> I'm just saying. I agree. You know what I mean? That's, that shit is sexy. <laughs> you know, on the like, I will be your friend this. right now, but I want you to know. Like, I don't even, you don't even need to do all that. Just show me some, because when guys are like, okay, I want to be friends first. They're like, they really play that, that role. role. Yeah. They play, and they go all out in that role. And I'm like, all right, nigga, we friends for life. Yeah. Congratulations. So, so they can say, hey, I want to be your friend, but look, if the opportunity comes up. You don't even have to say it. So, but, but if it's, okay, so if, so, so don't even say, so don't even speak the word. Don't say it. Like, like, oh, we're we're friends. I know we're friends. But if you show me that there were more than friends sometimes. What does that look like? That's a good question. Like, oh, y'all ass looks fat. Or like, what do you, <laughs> what do you want them to say? <laughs> I don't, I feel like you can just, you can, you can, you can, you can flirt. Like, what's up? No, I, I'm up to, I'm up to. <laughs> so like, what would that look like? Like, just be like, oh God, you look great. Like, I would love to take you on no, a date. Yeah, that, that would do it for you? Well, yeah. yeah listen up, guys. That would do it. That would do it for him. I would love to take you out on a date. <laughs> so, I guess that we we kind of got some understanding from a woman's perspective. Fellas, so if you want to get at these two beautiful ladies. Because this one needs some love right here. But if you want to get at these two beautiful women, they just gave you the 
the game on how to do it. One person likes romanticism before she even gets close to. She need a hotel room. Right. She need. She need. She need. She. As soon as you come in, brother, just have that phone behind your back and play the music, so she know she feels special and everything. And then you got the other one that's kind of like that. That just need. Like she said, she just she just need honesty. She don't need no bullshit or nothing like that. But but all in all, we. Shut the fuck up. Oh. But all in all, we just need honesty and we like what we like. And that's the thing about the podcast. We have different opinions, different, you know, it's, it's diverse. So everybody has their opinion. Everybody has their outlook on everything. But at the end of the day, we all come together because we're here to provide the same, you know, the same. it's the same goal. We're just giving information out there. Maybe you can pull something from it. Maybe it can help you. Maybe it can advise you. Fellas, if you agree with my opinion, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Females, if you agree with my opinion, it's cool. If you agree with their opinion, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's just, we just had a, you know, nice little friendly debate about it and shit like that. Judgment-free zone, you feel me? Whatever. I was just open and honest. I ain't got shit to hide. And I ain't shame either. Fuck it. So... This was the Raw Monstros podcast. So <laughs> let's get into let's get into the daily strokes. So the daily <laughs> All right, so since these two are new to the show for real, the daily strokes is where I drop like the last little bit of game solo dolo and I just let y'all know what's what's really going on and you know, hopefully it's something that you can use. So the daily strokes of today is clearing up any type of confusion that you may feel personally inside. So sometimes we're confused about like what's going on around us. We're confused about why we're in certain spaces. We're confused about why we're just why we're just here. You know what I'm saying? We just we just don't know. And sometimes not knowing it's all right because we'll sit there and try to like stress and figure it out so fucking hard that it makes the situation worse sometimes we just need to keep doing what we've been doing that's been getting us through whether it's going to work whether it's working out whether it's writing writing down your problems and identifying it because majority of the time we identify clouds and falls that are in our head and stuff like that so clearing up your confusion honestly starts with you so hopefully you can figure out what your way is. I know my way personally of clearing up any type of energy. I may smoke. I may sip on something. I may uh, go for a run. I may meditate. You know, everybody has their, I guess, like their outlet. Some people have music. Some people have dancing. Some people have whatever the case may be going out to the club, just feeling that rush, whatever helps you release that, you know, in whatever way. If you feel like it's positive, if you feel comfortable with it, then do it. So clearing up your confusion and frustration it always starts with you and it always starts with your happiness this is the raw monstros podcast i appreciate both of y'all for being on and giving y'all honest opinion about everything y'all be blessed be safe peace